Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So uh, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. And um, with, who am I with again? Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. That's, Sorry, that's I don't charming. Know, I don't have my lenses on. Thank you. <laughs> Could have been anybody across the way there. You can, they sit the opposite side of the desk, you see, that's the dilemma. You can text us on 81215. Um, and you can follow us on Twitter, at Frank on the radio. Or you can email us through the Absolute website. We've had a couple of tweets or already. Or you cannot contact us at all. These are your options. Mm. We've had tweets. Well, Mark Connor says, re-incorrect pronunciations. Richard Whiteley on Yorkshire TV in 1983 called the latest Star Wars movie Return of the Jedi. <laughs> Marvellous. I should say that we had a thing about people mispronouncing words last week. We've all done it. Mm, I remember um, for a long time, Jimmy Hill um, stopped with uh, Eric Cantona. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. What I don't understand, like, if you said Richard Whiteley saying Return of the Jedi, mm. <laughs> how do they operate these? Do they not hear other people speaking? Well, that's what it seems to me. They, they must be so wrapped up in themselves, they don't hear other people speaking. Perhaps it's just arrogance, they assume they're correct. But <laughs> everyone else is wrong. Yeah, but, you know, you'd sort of think that George Lucas and, and his team will know how to pronounce... You'd have, one would hope. It looks like, it, it, uh, to be fair to Richard Whiteley, God rest his soul. Mm-hmm. Um, I played Christa like with him once. It looks like it Did should you? be, mm. yeah. Really? Mm. Oh, that's one I of the great showbiz had, uh, anecdotes. I imagine right, he though. had bad breath, is that? No. <laughs> okay. Good. <laughs> you know I find that 70, no, about 68% <laughs> of people have bad breath. Um, well, that's awkward for the people in this room, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> You know what? I don't, I, I, you guys, well done. We've all passed the test, I've never detected any bad breath. Well, that's nice. My brother phoned me yesterday to say that his uh, his girlfriend mispronounces a word, but it's uh, the word escalate. She says escalate, but it, o- <laughs> it only comes up when they're arguing, and she says, I don't want this argument to escalate, <laughs> which is a really bad time to mispronounce a word. It's a ba- does he correct her, though, mid-argument? I think is, he does. Oh, yeah. God, that's quite brave. <laughs> That's quite brave. I told you about when I I had uh, my girlfriend Kath put um, she put a two pint bottle of milk in the boot, and I said you've definitely fastened the, the lid tight on that, haven't you? And she said yes. I said really, I'm, I've got stuff in there, papers and stuff. I read. She said I've done that. <laughs> so um, we drove about five miles. I had to get someone out the boot. Was swimming with milk. Oh, oh no! So we had a massive, massive row. And, um, I would have paid £8,000 not to have been her in that moment. <laughs> well, she, she got very upset and um, and started crying. And I'm I'm thinking to my, everything oh. screaming oh. inside me. So I'm going to cry over spilt milk. But I thought, I can't say it at this stage. I just can't. And I didn't, to my credit. Wow. I said it about four minutes later when, <laughs> when she calmed a little. Mm. Um, so anyway... Uh, I think we should start the day by saying that we were skimming through the papers this morning. Yeah. And uh, Justin Bieber, I, I think a friend of the show, in many ways. Yeah. Not so much a friend, he's sort of our Peter the Wild. He's our, he's our pet teenage <laughs> um, trauma on legs. And uh, he's, he's spat on his uh, Canadian fans, not all of them. From a yeah. hotel balcony. 
Well, that was the bit that I didn't realise, because the headline on the front page of the Sun newspaper says, Bieber's spit hits the fan, and I thought, maybe he's just been singing one of his concerts and a little bit has come out. And that would be a headline. I was thinking, it would be a very slow news day, if that's hit the front cover. No, it was one of these classic ones. Well, you know when you're on a balcony and the fans fans are below, you either hang your newborn (laughs) baby over the edge or you spit on them. (laughs) That's the option for kings of pop. And the fans don't mind that. Not our white, obviously. When one I say of the go- of one pop. of his fans said, "What's so bad with Justin spitting on fans? Every girl in the world would love to get spat on by Justin." Yeah, I know what she means. Mm. I don't know if she fact-checked that with every girl in the world <laughs> first, though. That's the. But, uh, but I bet a lot of girls would like to get spat on. I imagine you? so. I can't wait until he's fat and old and eating pizza on the sofa, and his fifteen minutes is up. Sorry. Really? Mm. You've gone right past? Yeah, I'm over Bieber. You used to be a believer, didn't I'm, you? I'm not anymore, I'm afraid. Well, I, I, a friend of mine who lives in Toronto was actually uh, not only in the crowd, but had uh, a microscopic slide that he caught that gob on, and uh, he's not going to get fat and old, so you might as well get over it. He's very, very poorly. <laughs> <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So we were talking about um, the Bebasaurus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to give him his full handle, the Bebasaurus. They, uh, they, what they did in the sun, because there's not very much to say, as they went through the tweets. This is the thing now. Yeah. It? See, mm-hmm. peop- this is one of the problems with Twitter. It's just that it just gets recycled, doesn't it? So mm-hmm. it's people saying stuff. So, for example, next up, the problem with mobile phones. <laughs> no, but don't you think? Um, the problem with, with mobile phones is you can't <laughs> find them. Can you find them? Always. Well, I've got Where's My Phone app. Do you, have you ever done that when people say, oh, can you call my phone? I can't find it. And yeah. I say, well, what's the right of calling your <laughs> phone? You know, you're not even going to answer it. It's just like... Yeah, you, what cost you all then? Yeah, keep, why don't you rub a bit of aniseed on it and buy a dog rather than expect me to spend money on... Does the dog go for aniseed, does it? Dogs, yeah. Oh my, did yes. I was, oh, I was on. Uh, You're basing this on shit. No, no. It's. I was walking um, coast to coast with oh. my with my girlfriend, and um, and we were on we were on the sort of east coasty side. No, no, the west coasty side. And uh, I said we were walking through these these fields, and I said, oh, smell. They must grow aniseed. And I, I never occurred to me before. What is aniseed? How does it grow? I said, can you smell it? It was so strong in the air. And then suddenly we had this... <laughs> and about there was about 20 hounds bounding up the path towards... This is terrifying. It was like Hound of the Baskerville. Mm. And... Because uh, Baskerville, I don't know, is Basket of Veal. French. Is Did you know that? No. That's what the... That's what the... That's, 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 that's what attracts the hound. A little bit there. Uh, and these dogs all went past, and they, they, they were training them to follow... Uh, to do stuff. Follow the aniseed. Follow the aniseed, yeah. You remember that? It was the sequel yeah. to Follow the Bear. It wasn't as popular. <laughs> so anyway, it, one of the tweets is from British-born US gossip columnist Rob Shooter. Mm. Oh, yeah. I don't think he'd have got a phone call if this wasn't the age of Twitter. What do you think, Rob? About the... <laughs> and he said, I'm so over this clown. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like... This is actually a quote from Carmen, <laughs> if I remember right. I think it's the title of an aria. I don't like the maligning it's of... It's <laughs> <this> cloud. <laughs> nice aria. Thanks. 
surprised you didn't tell him these. <laughs> so do you, are you, she knows. Are you still believers? Do you still support him, support him of well, his actions? Well, I have to be fair to believe the believer be back. He, um, <laughs> he, um, that he was actually, a, that was an impression of him <laughs> drowning. <laughs> um, he, when I was a teenager, spitting was quite at the centre of my universe. And I was one of the people who couldn't spit. I couldn't spit distance. You know, right. some people go, and they could hit the wall. Mine just right. went down my chin. So I did a lot of over the balcony spitting because you, you could just use gravity rather than your... Uh, you see, I didn't have the abdominal muscles of Justin Bieber. No. Mm-hmm. I imagine he could have he could have spat right across the crowd. Well, if he'd leaned back and launched forward, he could have probably got it yeah, to right to the other end. It's a risk, though, isn't it, on a balcony? <laughs> think he might a have any any sort of big torso-based thrust <laughs> on a balcony can go horribly wrong. Yeah. I don't like the gang of friends. No. It's you know the ones boy, I mean? isn't it? Yeah. Well, the people yeah. who tried to seize power from Chairman Mao. <laughs> no. <laughs> Those frat boys that hang out with him. I, yeah. I think they're worse than him. I think if you're a very big star, you have to have a group of horrible people who hang around with Thank you. Thank you that's, very that's much. How dare you? Um, We're happy to be here. Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I meant if you're a very big... <laughs> anyway. So I, I did. I, I, I spat. It was a big thing, spitting. It was like... a. a it was our leisure thing. Mm, lovely. When sports equipment wasn't thick on the ground, <laughs> spitting was... So Sp- people Spitting spit. was. There used to be this thing where you used to twist up a piece of uh, silver paper and put that and you used to spit like gob bombs or something. I can't remember oh, quite how it right. worked. Anyway, I think we should probably change the subject, forgive me. But yeah, if you want to know more about Justin Bieber, um, spitting, read today's son. <laughs> Is that an advert? <laughs> kind of. Oh, well. Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Jimmy's been in touch. I say that like he's a long-lost friend. He's not really... That's a, that's, that's a sentence you don't often hear at the Eland Revenue. <laughs> <laughs> Frank, I've been pronouncing it misled, mizzled, for some years now. Oh, that's... I've heard mizzled before. I have a fairly senior job, and this has only been pointed out to me recently. My wife also caught me licking my wrists in bed to cool down the other night. It took some explaining. Yes. Word to the absolute cockerel and E to the M to the I-L-Y. I'll see thee. Wow. <laughs> That's got lots of references and ends with I'll see thee, which is uh, Freddie Truman's yes. parting shot on Indoor League, an old 1970s daytime TV show. Lovely. Yeah, yeah um, I- I've heard a few people say mizzled, but it's good that he's just... Uh, was that just in your drinking days? You no, you I, I worked for the Dangerous Dog League. <laughs> <laughs> that, that dog should be muzzled. <laughs> um, I tell you, you know, we used to do a thing on the show once, which I sort of put a ban on because we, we were doing too many, and it was it was called Idiotic Eureka Moments. Oh, it's, yes. it's when you realise after a long time that you didn't get something. Or, mm-hmm. and, uh, oh, that's my part in the French Lieutenant's Woman, you mean? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, mm. get as in uh, not that. Understand. Do you think I would have brought that up? <laughs> no. Um, so I, um, we must do a whole special about you, <laughs> your your part and non-part in the French lieutenant's woman. Yeah. Is it lieutenant or lieutenant? I say lieutenant. Eight, twelve, fifteen, ladies mm. and gentlemen. Is that so, just texting, really? That's, no, I don't. I, don't <laughs> I could ring Meryl Streep and ask her, but I, I don't have lute- a number. I think Lieutenant is American. Isn't I it? agree. In English is, and Sandy War is nodding, and Sandy War is one of the cleverest people I know, as I've said many times. Anyway, 
Um, I was singing um, Wandering Star. Mm-hmm. You know the uh, Lee Marvin song from Paint Your Wagon? Lovely. Yeah. I was born... <laughs> that one. Mm-hmm. I sing it to my baby to get him to sleep. And uh, there's, a, there's a line in... And I, I must have sang that song, without any exaggeration, 300 times. And there's a line where he says, Do you know where hell is? Hell is in hello. Heaven is goodbye forever. It's time for me to go. And it was the f- I sang it last night, and I thought, hell is in hello. He means that the word hell is in hello. Mm. Yeah. And it's only just occurred to me. <laughs> oh. What a fool I've been. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> How can I resurrect my career and become more fat? Oh, I know. Oh. Uh, um, you actually spat? I did actually yeah. spit. I right think, in you know, my face as well. well radio, you have radio, to join in a bit. Anyway, I, um, last week was, was my last... Um, you know, I've been going around the Britain and Ireland with this uh, portrait roadshow. Yes. Trying to find out the best portrait painter um, in Britain. It's your painting thing. Yes, my painting thing, as oh. they call it, on Sky. <laughs> um, well, I'd, we did the last one this, this week, which was in uh, Glasgow. Oh, yeah. And um, a man painted my subconscious. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like on Goldfinger. Um, I don't know. What does that mean? When they painted someone unconscious, you know. They can, no, they painted my, <laughs> he painted my <laughs> subject. You mean Shirley Eaton? Shirley Eaton. <laughs> yeah. Well, she? Oh, thanks for, thanks for the tip. <laughs> um, yeah, that was right. Also, if you paint like, someone... I'd like to see your subconscious. I've seen Shirley Eaton. Oh. Um, obviously, I left the bones. No, I, um, I've met Shirley Eaton. And I, I, you know what I did? I did the cardinal sin. As soon as I met her, I said, I was great when you got painted golding. And I thought, I can't believe I've done that. Everyone was saying that to Shirley Eaton. I was desperately trying to think of something else she was in, and I think she was in one of the Doctor films or something oh, yeah. like that. Anyway, I didn't want to make a fool of myself. So I was just boring instead. So this <laughs> chap painted your sub. Yes, your he says, I paint not- subconsciences. So um, what you do, if you just sit there... Mm-hmm. Um, and just talk, move about, whatever, and my subconscious will connect with your subconscious and I'll start painting. Yeah. I said, OK. And he says, OK, I'm starting I'll, uh, I'll start now. I said, what are you actually feeling? He says, well, I, I don't know, because it's going to my subconscious. That's not a very promising start. Well, I found it quite interesting. We had a long talk about this and he said, uh, I have no idea, I don't have any... It's hard to have a conversation about it because I don't want to get involved in it at all. It's mm-hmm. nothing to do with my conscious mind. So at the moment, my subconscious is contacting your subconscious, and then the painting will be a sort of a combination of our two subconsciences. Mm-hmm. I said, OK. I said, is he coming mi-? on to you? No. <laughs> so I said, in the mix, um, what do you think... Uh, what, what do you think will be the percentage of my subconscious <laughs> and your subconscious? <laughs> he said, oh, about 50-50. I thought, it's good that you've got a... It's that, it's that. Um, you can actually give me a figure. But and when I got there to have it painted, he was already painting someone else's subconscious, so I had to wait for that oh, to be he? done. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he was painting the subconscious of Shabazz from Big Brother 7. <laughs> oh, lovely. Oh, on the shoulders of giants. <laughs> <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. Absolutely. Conversation I had uh, 
uh, this week. I was talking to someone about my uh, about my suits. You know, I've got quite a lot yeah. of suits. As you know, I, I have been wearing a suit every day. Mm-hmm. And, you uh, love a suit. Un- unwashed, we might add. Some. Some unwashed. I don't think of washing a suit. <laughs> <laughs> Dry washing. You washed that suit. Um, what about when I had to wash Frank's pants? <laughs> you didn't have to. I elected you, to wash Frank's pants. You didn't want to, you were hungry to wash my pants that was oh, it's a bit you like, are disgusting it's a bit like every Shall woman that wants to be spit on by uh, <laughs> you couldn't wait to wash them i'm still wearing them and you were already i'm um, still here wasn't. anyway um so uh, it was, i've found that people there is a snobbery about suits a sort of inverted snobbery i think oh, yeah I, th- I wonder if it's because people wear suits for, you know, office jobs, which some people see as, like, a dull thing to do. Mm. Working for the man, that sort of thing. So, um, someone said, uh, oh, I, I don't actually own a suit. Oh, yeah. And it was the use of the word own. Mm. I wasn't happy with... If they said I don't have a suit, I don't own a suit. It sounds like it's a conscious decision. Yeah. And it's a bit like... Well, we've spoken about this, then, when people say, I haven't got a telly. Oh, I hate I haven't got a tell. Get out, then. <laughs> I haven't got a tell. Get out of my life. Yeah, I haven't got a tell in that. But it's just... OK, don't have a telly, but don't yeah. say it like that makes you a bright person. Yeah, oh, they no, wear it like I, a badge no, of honour. I don't have a telly. Oh, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think the suit thing is a bit like... Uh, I think you're right. Yeah, I, I don't... Like, like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm so crazy and informal. Mm. I don't have a suit. And even worse... That's, and I one. always think that's respectful at funerals. Yeah. Well, another one I've <laughs> What do you do then? What if I passed away? You turn up in old surf shorts. No, thank you. Exactly. That would be, <laughs> that'd be uh, disrespectful. Well, I, I think even worse is um, I've, I've only got one suit. Yeah. <laughs> that's someone who say that they have no... They don't, they don't think anything of suits, but they do get invited to a lot of important events so they kind of have to have one because you know they get although you say that i did quite like that guy that emailed the show saying that he had one that he'd worn for 20 years for job interviews weddings funerals everything but that's <laughs> yeah unwashed but the that's, suit. Uh, yeah you're right i had respect for that man i imagine <laughs> it was brian nylon <laughs> i don't mean his name i mean but i felt his was more due to inertia which i have respect for yeah he, oh, right. he was a rather than trying to fight against the establishment which i don't really have i think there's for. a period when you when you wear a, a an uncleaned suit where it starts to become um you start thinking world record <laughs> <laughs> you know when you when it's one day at a time with the dirty suit you start to see how long you can go mm-hmm. i think um I, so I, I was all right with that but i've noticed another thing like this it's I don't like it when people say stuff and you know they're just trying to say something about themselves rather than just answer the question. What sort of thing do you thinking of? When people, in this recent spell of hot weather, I've noticed people who make a big point of saying, oh, I love the hot weather. Mm. It's great. Because you hear a lot of people moaning about it and they're trying to say, oh yeah, they often say, you hear people moaning (laughs) about it, but I love the hot weather. So I'm not like those people who moan about it. <laughs> I'm a sort of a calypso and cocktails <laughs> kind of... A, I love yes. the hot weather. Party, party, party. So I've made a big point of telling people I hate the hot weather now. <laughs> Actually, I don't mind it, but I don't love it. I like it about 22. That's where I like right. it. I don't want 30. So it's based on your car aircon or something that you know exactly what degree you prefer I, it. I know. There's a, I always think uh, 20... Take a jacket, 
Uh-huh. But you can, uh, you might have it over your shoulder for a part of the day. Thanks, Michael Fish. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> the trouble is, if you don't wear a jacket, like today, I'm, I'm just wearing a shirt, but I've got a bag with me. Uh-huh. Fine. But if you just wear a shirt <laughs> and you don't have a bag with you, where do you put stuff? A jacket for me. Okay, it's a jacket, but really, it's a bag. You know, it carries oh, right, stuff. Like... Wallet, phone, keys. Oh, no, I wouldn't want to ruin no, the line, no. you see. Oh. Yeah, I'm like that. I'm like mm. Dwight York, who apparently bought a Greg's pasty and wouldn't take the change because it ruined his suits. <laughs> Is that right? I love the way footballers never, those... have, never own coins, do they? It might Any be notes? made up. That story might be made up, but that's what someone told <laughs> me. Do you want to so interrupt the line of his suit? Effectively, he's paying a tenner a day for a Greg's pasty. <laughs> <laughs> Emily hasn't interrupted a line since the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> this is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. We have the news on silent mm-hmm. um, while the show's on. And I know I'm not supposed to refer to it, but, you know, it's, it's the news. Uh, it looks brilliant in North Korea. It just looks. Some, I don't, I'm starting to don't believe. Everyone what do you mean looks brilliant. Everyone looks. They're so coordinated. It's unbelievable. That's that often happens with oppression. But when you get that, well, you know, I bet it's safe to walk down the streets in uh, North Korea. That's all People I'm look coordinated in West End musicals. It doesn't mean. Yeah. <laughs> and who wouldn't want to live there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I imagine it's like a West End musical, but with less homosexuality. That's what North Korea's like. I now, imagine it's like a But West I could End introduce musical. that slowly. Mm. You've <laughs> got to drip feed these people. You can't just turn up with... Uh, the, they do have a... There's a strong interior aesthetic. It's like wallpaper magazine, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it looks tidy and mm. neat. And also, I think people look great with shaved sides on their hair. I, I was watching Denise Lewis last night on the... Mm-hmm. Uh, she looks fantastic. She looks like a sort of Grace Jones figure. You could get that. And Kim, Kim no, he can't get that. It can, can go a bit Smike and Nicholas Nickleby, that look, if I you're not careful. That. Th- that's all right. I don't, I'm, I'm happy with that. It makes it's me look like a quid. slightly troubled World War One veteran when <laughs> I get my... But um, Kim Jong-un has got the same thing. Yeah, he's looking good at He's it. turning into a bit of an OC of mine, Frank. <laughs> yeah, you know what? He's, he's got it going on. He's my gay crush. Ooh. I get it. I get it. He is my new gay crush. Because I've heard Jesse, um, Jesse Eisenberg, who was my previous gay crush, he's actually a bit of a nightmare. Have you? Whereas Kim Jong-un... Can they hear our show over there? Totally. You, sh- you should see him juggle. <laughs> Brilliant. Have we got any listeners, do you think, over there? Oh, I'd love it. Have we got any over here after that conversation? (laughs) (laughs) Nevertheless, shall we go um, wandering? To our special place. To email corner. Is it worth... Yeah. Yeah, come on. I'll do do it. it. Or shall I just play a piece of different music for it? Okay. Okay. This is different music for email corner. Now it's time for email corner. (laughs) (laughs) It's shorter... And um, a bit sharper on the ear. Mm-hmm. What we got? Well, we're going to kick off with a lady called Shona. And she says this. She says, re your show of the 20th of July. That's a great opener. <laughs> I like, I, we know where we are with Shona. Yeah. We're going back a week, yeah. I think. She continues. As the sister... Don't they all? <laughs> she continues. Okay. As the sister of, open quotes... Ian sitting in a dark corner making notes, close oh, quotes. Oh, oh, no. 
I feel that I should write and set the record I'll straight. Do new readers start yes. here. Yes, I did a. I was doing uh, some gigs in in Soho, some stand up gigs over the last uh, couple of weeks, and a man sat in the front row. A man with dyed blonde hair sat in the front row. It wasn't Australian. Sat in in the front row. <laughs> and it row. wasn't David Dan- Van Day. We already established that. And uh, with a with an A4 pad and wrote down basically everything I said until I asked him not to, and mm-hmm. then he wrote for a little bit more. And in the end, mm. I I made demands and he stopped and i obviously um he was a joke thief <laughs> he's a comedian who's struggling and thinks well not according to I his can sister dine on the crumbs that have fallen from frank skinner's table well his sister says that not so oh i can verify that as he claimed he is not a joke thief Far from it, he is just a genuine lover of culture, and whenever he goes to see a performance, be it comedy, theatre, radio recording or concert, he always takes his A4 diary <laughs> and makes notes. God, I wouldn't want to go to a lap dancing club with him. <laughs> <laughs> what are we have in that pencil? Could be like the Lombarda. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know they say that? That's how you dance the Lombarda. You put a pencil into your bottom, point it out, oh, and imagine. No, they don't say that. They do. That's how you do it. You how imagine. Did you learn what it? is it? You imagine you're writing. What do you? You imagine. <laughs> you, yeah, you do. That's it. But what? What are you writing? Uh, figure eight. Oh, you figure imagine eight. that you're writing a figure eight with the pencil that's uh, in your. Uh, in have, your you s- have you done that on the Sky Arts page show yet? <laughs> ah, no. Have we got time to read the rest jo- of this? Joan Bakewell refused to join in. <laughs> we were in the midst of Shona's email, Shona being the sister of Ian. Ian the scribe. He was making notes at your gig. Makes notes at every gig. According to Shona. He yeah. always takes his A4 diary and makes notes, much like you might take notes at a lecture. He's mm. a genuinely lovely guy and would be mortified to think that he put you off in your gig. He works as a DJ, so if you wanted to see him perform, you can catch him most Friday nights at the Earl of Camden on Parkway. Note-taking, not obligatory. He might even let you read his notes. Shona Jacobsburg. And she's the sister of... She's the sister of him. It's lovely, though. Lovely loyalty. I want to know what kind of DJ he works as, though. I I want to know what love is. (laughs) (laughs) I want to know if he's like... I want you to tell me. Uh, what do you want to know? What love is? Um, let me see. <laughs> I think love is the only four-letter word I don't use whilst having the physicals. <laughs> <laughs> what a lovely love is cartoon that would have been. Um, so, have you thought about that before? <laughs> I um, is that what that guy that painted your subconscious came up with? <laughs> I'm going to bring that painting in. It it uh, it, it arrives uh, this morning at my house. Apparently, my oh subconscious my. Uh, took a week to arrive. I'm happy with your. You see, the subconscious. Oh, I haven't been happy uh, since September the twenty fourth, nineteen eighty six. No, but the subconscious of Frank, what I call two point naught. I'm very happy with that. Okay. You've nothing to be afraid of. No, no. Perhaps Ian could be the could be the saving of us because what if there's a cyber war <laughs> and all data is lost. <laughs> Data, <laughs> yeah. Then we could be, we could be in a situation. Okay. We could be in a situation. We're moving on from data, are we? Yeah, it's yeah. all kind of a bit albino. All <laughs> uh, uh, data is lost, and um, and then we would only have Ian's um, records to be able to reconstruct. You know, I was, um, I just got um, regenerations, which is a Doctor Who box set. Right, of all the, of oh, all the, come co- over. of all, the <laughs> <laughs> of all, it's beautiful. It is a thing of beauty. Anyway, um, 
what they did, one of the, the episodes of um, of a story called the Tenth Planet was lost, mm-hmm. and they've done they've they've used uh, animation and recording that a Doctor Who fan did from his telly. No. Back in the 60s. And maybe we'll use Ian's stuff like that. I'll be animated. Adrian Charles will do the voiceover. <laughs> and we can use uh, Ian's notepad. <laughs> and those, those golden gigs will not be lost. Golden gigs, of course, was, uh, <laughs> is what you catch if you sleep with the same two brothers. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Who am I? Frank Skinner on Absolute <laughs> Radio. Um, and I'm with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text us on 8.12.15, follow us on Twitter at Frank on the Radio, mm. or email us through the Absolute Radio website. Do it. We'd love to hear from you guys, because you've got interesting stuff to say. Oh, haven't they? Haven't they ever? Stroke abuse. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I have an email here that I was, uh, was going to read. I don't know if you want to do the symbol crash that you've replaced the email corner jingle with, or if you're... Happy to just it's go one of it Birmingham Club 79. You're right. You, you don't know that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we are at the helm. <laughs> I am at the helm. I, I'm, I don't think we need it. We're okay. in email corner as far as I'm concerned. We've just heard from Shona Jacobsburg. We're now going to continue. Uh, dear Frank, I thought I should take a moment away from my extensive note-making to send you a quick email. Oh. oh. Never mind getting your sister doing your dirty work. He's finally come out the woodwork, oh. Ian. Firstly, apologies for distracting you by writing notes during your work in progress show at the Soho Theatre last week. Could have just said show at the Soho Theatre, couldn't it? But he adds work in progress. Yes, well, I think it was was very on the surface. (laughs) Let's you know. Uh, Secondly, sorry I didn't hear the subsequent conversation about it on the radio. Brackets. I was volunteering at a daytime concert. Close brackets. Oh, I feel bad now. Good egg. I think that, yes. (laughs) that's a deli- that's a very neatly yeah. laid good egg, if you don't mind me saying. <laughs> I didn't think I'd be able to listen this Saturday either, as I was supposed to be competing in a 24-hour long-distance relay race in oh, Derbyshire. <laughs> I bet that was for charity. I would have written Probably. earlier, but I was helping a blind man <laughs> across the road. <laughs> Luckily, however, a last-minute injury to my Achilles tendon means so I can now So he's done it again now, he's injured. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's a do-gooder, he's injured. And he's thrown in a classical illusion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that injury he's... might be his Achilles heel. I'm calling um, him the untouchable, he's making himself untouchable. He is. Mm. I'm also available Didn't to hear come it. I in. gave my radio to a street urchin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also available to come in, fulfil your listener's query and do some sitting in a dark corner making notes on your DJing, if that would be useful. Cheers, Ian. Well, as um, I once heard Ringo Starr say to a friend of mine who asked him for an autograph, No, you're all right. (laughs) 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 So Ian has, uh, he's come out of the dark corner. Can I just say that he finishes the the email with, with a flourish, with brackets, not a comedian, critic or plagiarist, just a bloke with a bad memory, his phone number, his email address and his full street address. Now, I worry about people that finish an email with that much information. Surely that's... To be fair, we should we should acknowledge the fact. Attention must be paid. Look, he has written in. He has. I appreciate that. And uh, he's given quite a, a thorough explanation. Yeah, I, I, I think... Yeah, I li- I'm OK. I'm OK with Ian. I'm I still don't just... understand why he writes everything down, but it's, it's fine. I, I accept that he's not an evil joke cheat. No. 
His reputation is, has been um, deblemished, let's put it that way. Okay, but can so. I just say to Ian, please stop putting your full address at the footer of your emails. I just think Especially it's Especially after you've annoyed me at a gig, because I might just read it all out on what air. If, yeah, what if Frank just turns up? With dog excrement. Yeah. yeah, you could turn up, you know. I mean, unless it's a double bluff and this is like a neighbour's address of someone that he yeah, doesn't he's like. Probably, he's probably just written that down when he's past someone's house. <laughs> that would look clever. Quite a nice clever. address, actually. It's nice, that road. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, Ian, I love you. We've had word from uh, Vietnam, Frank. What? Mm. Okay. Dear Frank, Emily and the Cockerel, listening to the show from Da Nang, Vietnam, together with my wife, Min. My wife? Yes, he spells it, my wife. <laughs> Do you think there's just someone responding when you said, have we got any listeners in North Korea? And he's yeah. thinking, I'm probably nearest... Is it near? I don't know. It's, it's not North Korea. Korea. Asia, Nearer than it'll, ha- it? it'll do. Okay. Um, we're on the judging panel for the annual Da Nang Sandcastle competition here tomorrow and really haven't a clue. It's changed, hasn't it? <laughs> it's changed Vietnam. <laughs> can, can you think of any... I like the way that you sound slightly regretful and wistful no, no, about that. No, it's tremendous news. Can you, <laughs> it's changed. Alan it's Partridge, a, tremendous it's, news. <laughs> I don't remember, remember that, you know, in Apocalypse Now, there was no uh, Sandcastle judging. I think it's good. Peace has fallen on a beautiful place, and I'm happy about that. Can you think of any suitable, knowledgeable Sandcastle judge comments to give, or criteria? By the way, my wife is also a regular listener. Is this your first Vietnamese oh, no, listener? Hold on, one thing at a time. <laughs> comments on... Um, what would you... If you were judging a Sandcastle contest, Em... Yeah. <laughs> what would be your approach? I, it's not this, It's not my sort of work, I have to say. It's not really in my area of expertise. I might say to someone, this is over-elaborate. Have you got Tourette syndrome? <laughs> Very good. That would be a starter, wouldn't it? Nice moats. I think moisture's important nice as well. Yeah, that's a good one. Moats are good, aren't they? Around the, <laughs> yeah, they're... Uh, not, uh, yeah, not moaty, <laughs> but moats. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yes, uh... Does um, does Glitter still live in uh, in Nam? No, I think he's um, good. That's it. Everything's got better there. It's a pl- You know, I've never been there. I've decided on the strength of this email. I'm, I'm, but I'm it's gonna- not over yet. Oh well, we'll come back to it. Cause okay. I need to play some music. Okay. But yeah, uh, you can you can have that one. Oh. I know it's got its strawberries, backs. <laughs> Lovely. <sighs> <laughs> Absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I was just um, reading out Mike's email from Vietnam. You look great in those glasses. Right, oh, thanks. Yeah. Um, where were we? Thrown by the praise. Mm-hmm. By the way, um, my wife is also a regular listener. This That's is a Sandcastle judge. This is mean. Yes, very well remembered. Okay. Is this your first Vietnamese listener? I think it is. Maybe. As I have to explain a few of the references, she said that you lot seem to have a lot of fun talking rubbish and telling lies, <clears> but <throat> they're not lies that would annoy anyone. Love the show, <laughs> Mike. <laughs> Lovely. I love men. Me nice. lie? No, maybe not. Um... No, well, that's lovely. I like the idea that they're, they're on a beach listening to us. They probably aren't. They're probably at home, but I mm-hmm. like the idea. I imagine it's lovely and warm at all all the time, isn't it, in, in mm-hmm. Vietnam? I uh, suspect so. Have you been there? No, one of, one of the few places I haven't been. Oh, is that right? Mm. Let's go and just, let's just turn up at their house. 
What, should we do like a show from... We could. It's probably Vietnam. possible that we could get there in time for the um, Sandcastle competition. <laughs> Wouldn't that be brilliant? I, Imagine if we turned up. I don't like to rain on this Me and the big Joan Collins I, hat. I've got commitments. <laughs> what, the DVD? You're watching that. He's finally getting round to watching it. It was on special. On special, <laughs> Frank. We've all got Woolies, everything must go. I, I brought it for the long-haul flight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 1.99. 49p. I hated it first time. <laughs> all right. Anyway, that's a lovely, uh, lovely. That's email. lovely. And you're right, we do lie, but not in a bad way. Do we lie? Nice. Um, well, you did say that. Was it next or gap that you said you started up one week? <laughs> oh, he always tells oh, lies. Oh, like whoa, whoa, well, well, what's your point? <laughs> I, think, I think that might have been a fib. Yeah, you don't even remember which one I started up. That's how self-centred you are. Do you? Do you? Thanks. That's the question. Yes, I do. This is the, it was the most gaff. childish argument you've ever had. Obviously, I didn't start next. <laughs> um, Frank, how come all the breakfast shows and things? They do all. They go to glamorous locations. We're just stuck in the studio. Yeah, we could. The OC takes his team. They went to a shed this week. <laughs> they went to didn't they? America, didn't they? Did they go to America? Yeah, yeah. We don't go nowhere. It'll be somewhere. Vietnam. <laughs> Vietnam. We That's could do. because uh, we don't. What about North Korea? Imagine World we did tour. the show from there. That'd be. Absolutely. Then, Imagine how neat the show would be and how orderly. And, yeah. um, and then I can start on my quest to meet. And we'd you know say, who? oh, and now it's time for Missile Corner. <laughs> Dude, where we have to talk about our favourite missiles. <laughs> and obviously, we'd be sponsored probably by a missile manufacturer. <laughs> and that was saying, by the way, if you're, uh, if you're looking for a missile, why not phone um, Yam Jung Wing, who's. Uh, does some does some brilliant ones. Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd do it. I would. Yeah, I'd. Uh, I'd Only take... because I want to track down um... Kim Jong Un. Yes. We've What's the currency in... in North Korea? Do you know that? Um, I don't know, but they're th good for. I reckon <laughs> there is the one. <laughs> <laughs> it's so poor there is a goodwill. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Uh, we had a text from six two four. I was once chased by a dog while enjoying an aniseed sweet. Remember earlier we you were see? discussing. Oh, yeah. That's what you call verification. That man has... Uh, or, or woman has backed me up. <laughs> I very much appreciate that. Um, and it's, 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 I'm surprised you don't know. It's a sort of traditional thing. Never heard of that. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. No, we haven't talked about this morning, boys. We need to talk about George, don't we? Oh, Royal baby, indeed. I love that baba. Dear, yeah, I've, fall <clears throat> I've totally fallen for it. Oh, that's nice, isn't mm, it? Fallen for him. They could have called him uh, the artist formerly known as Prince, couldn't they? <laughs> Just had a bit of fun with He's it. Still known as Prince, now, isn't he? Yeah, but they could have done that anyway. Could have done that for a, for a lot. Wouldn't have expected people to scrutinise it. He was. He's George. He'll be George the Seventh, won't he? When if if he gets to be. That's a funny because it sounds quite old-fashioned. It sounds like an old king. Well, of course, George the First um, was the um, inverted commas owner of uh, Peter <gasps> the Wild. Do you know I'd, that had slipped my mind? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if um, George the Seventh will have a modern-day equivalent. Who knows how society will have changed by then? Who would it be? If you don't know Peter the Wild, um, a co it. Mm -hmm. If you don't know Peter the Wild, there's no place for you in my <coughs> existence. <laughs> they could have called him Peter the Wild, couldn't they? That would have been nice, wouldn't it? If they'd said, oh, we're Prince gonna... Peter the Wild? Yeah, we're going to turn the whole game on its head. <laughs> were, you, were you excited by it? 
I was very, I tell you what, the first, I loved it when they emerged from the hospital. I got very excited waiting for that. When was that? So that must have been, um, must have been, uh, Tuesday. It was the Tuesday. It was Tuesday the Tuesday. They, they emerged, didn't they? I tell you what I liked. I like that Wills is very good with the media now, isn't he? You see, he knows what he's doing. He's, he's all quite practiced and media trained. He made jokes about his hair, Frank, which Did I thought he? was good. Oh, are you on? I'm on about the um, the actual. Oh yeah, when they when they, when they came out, when they emerged. He yeah. emer- he I watched it. We, we watched it. Kath was very keen on watching it. Yeah. We watched it on Sky for about five hours. Ladies wow. love the Royals. We love the Royals. Kay Burley. Who was like the most hard nosed, <laughs> you know, was was had to do um, gentle and loving. It was interesting right. to watch, but she was going around interviewing the crowds who were waiting outside. There's a certain <laughs> there's a certain type of person who attends uh, <laughs> royal events in uh, lots of red, white, and blue regalia. Very unfortunate comment made as well. I don't, so. There was yes, yeah. I don't think we should. No, repeat I don't that, think we but, should. Um, Can you tell was, me off her, Yes, I will. <laughs> the, I don't want to be uncalled. They're the sort of people who wear a lot of badges. Yeah, you know those sort of people. Yeah, and they all seemed, um, generally speaking, very genial and stuff. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I was surprised what a common denominator there was. And they'd been waiting there and they'd been to all the royal events and they had pictures of the Queen T-shirts and stuff mm. like that. Yeah, that <laughs> was them. And then, of course, um, Town Crier. The faux Town Crier. Oh, I liked him. Did you? I I like uh, tradition in, in its many manifestations, but, you know, I've never been partial to a Town Crier. <laughs> They're a bit... Um, bit full of themselves, generally. Mm-hmm. And even though he was a little old man who a lot of people would have thought was sweet, I thought, once they get that bell in their hands, mm-hmm. they they really fancy themselves. They're power mad, town criers. Yeah. Of course, the palace has got its own crier now, hasn't it? With the oh, baby. well, oh. Hey? because there's the shouting and then there's the actual... That's baby brilliant. Cry, so. That's, well, um, yeah. Well, uh, I'm, I'm just going to... Uh, just going to announce um, that we're going to play some uh, music. Mm. <laughs> oh, yes! Oh, yes! Oh, yes! Oh, oh, I wasn't expecting that. Well, that was just while I was putting it down. Uh, you know, we're humble on this show and we're always happy to be corrected. Um, I, I believe Emily said, ladies love the royals. Um, we've had a text in from 321. Correction, ladies don't all love the royals. Oh. I think I think she's right. And she's obviously meaning, you know, ladies love Cool J. <laughs> That's what ladies love, <laughs> not the ladies royals. Do. You've totally missed the quote. Cool James, I think. Was no, it. you're right, you're right. She's, she's That's, it. That's what LL cool. cool J is, ladies love Cool James. His right. name's James something. Mm. Cool. I feel put in my place. Yeah. Okay. So the like town, the commoner the ta- that I am. Anyway, the town crier was, he, he wasn't booked, was he? He wasn't an official. No, he wasn't an no. official turn. I bet, say, his, uh, I bet it was, his rate's gone up since then. Well, what do you mind? imagine? He's in disgrace. You can't just think. He was a town crier drive-by. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just turn up and town cry. Well, of official. He's, he's from Romford. I'm not saying that excuses it, mm. but he did say... It does help us understand. So he's driven up there deliberately. He's dri- what he's done, Frank, he's driven up there. Imagine if you, if you step out <laughs> in front of a, of a town crier's car. <laughs> Instead of a horn. <laughs> One more. I hope he's got. I hope he has that as his text alert on his phone. Yeah, I do. He, um, so. <laughs> he said he mounted the pavement. He mounted the steps. 
because he said he was he was slightly g'd up by the news crews, the American news crews. They wanted it to be that story. Of course, yeah. Mm. He was what probably a, hired by them. He said he was high, strong out. <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> he strung strong out. out. <laughs> uh, what about the Middletons? They got a oh, cab. Yeah. I was surprised they got a black cab. I thought they'd have they could have stretched to a car, maybe. A stretch them off. Yeah. Um, but did you see the cab driver afterwards? She was a, fi- a lady cab driver. Mm. Yeah. And it was a didn't bit she unfortunate. Say, she spoke to the papers, never speak to the papers. They will she say she didn't do a hair or something? Oh, I done she my said hair. they didn't tip me. And she also said, I get a lot of famous people in my cab. I had Lily Allen, Julian Clary and Russell Grant recently. Blimey. Uh, Is it yeah. one of those pink cabs that you see sometimes? <laughs> <laughs> Something's attracting them. What do you think Russell Grant predicted about the royal baby? I bet he said it was a girl. Mm. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't. I think that to be fair to the Middletons, and we like to be fair to the Middletons on this show. Mm. It was prepaid that cab. Yeah. And if, oh, I'm, if I'm in a prepaid car, I, I don't tip. Was it a prepaid cab? I mean, why yeah. bring up the sordid oh, subject of money if you don't have to? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it was a prepaid. Well, the old man a... Middleton, he offered the pay of the 50. And she said, oh, no, it's all right, it's prepaid. Then she's moaning to the papers. She didn't get yeah. a tip. And on top of that, it's 15 quid, isn't it? And I thought the taxi culture was you don't really have to round it up if it's like a number like 15 or 20 or... Do you think that? I thought yeah. so. I think you'll yeah. find that's your culture. It's <laughs> amazed if they get a tip at the cockerel. They do, mostly. <laughs> do they? good on the tipping, yeah. Not Is that why you carry all that, that bag of pennies? <laughs> okay, well, anyway, so I, a little adage, like, don't eat yellow snow, that sort of thing. I, you know, I I did, you, did you see the Queen arrive? No. No. Has she I been? I've seen anyone look so low in a car. <laughs> was she, she could, in a sports car? You could car? barely see her. No, she was in the, like back of, <laughs> in the back of... She was in the back of... It's a very lotus. You could barely see her head above the uh, the side window. She's really... Is she very, very short? Yeah. Looked like the Queen had been in storage. It hadn't been properly unfolded, <laughs> if you can imagine such a thing. Anyway, we can talk about this till the cows come home. Um, but this is no time to speak about bovine absenteeism. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. I tell you what I've been wanting to talk to you boys about. Have you heard about, there's been a rather, I'm going to call it a bit of a filthy creeps book club, I'm calling it. It's been (laughs) launched in New York recently, (laughs) and it's it's a topless book club. Oh, yes, I did. I saw um, an article. I like the phrase topless book club, because I like it when you're in places and it says, like, bottomless coffee. Mm. You know, know, because that's a phrase, isn't it? Bottomless coffee. And the places you frequent. Yeah. It means they come round and fill it back up. And I oh, always yeah. Feel like that Kelsey Breeze. Bottomless Pitt, I'm familiar with. <laughs> <laughs> it was Ingrid Pitt's nickname. Have you seen Hammer films? Very, yeah. She's yeah. very flat in the. Yeah. But the idea is that these ladies, let's yeah. call them like minded ladies. Are they all ladies? Yes. Oh, okay. No, there's a chap. Is there a chap there? Hangs out with them, but I think that's just. I thought I the idea behind the it is that women are sort of reclaiming the right. To sunbathe topless, yeah, because tradi- and there's a, there's a slight sort of clause in the law or something in New York which means you're allowed to do that. Mm. I have to say, the topless book club is, isn't that that idea from Judy Finnegan? <laughs> <laughs> Surely she combined those two <laughs> concepts and and yeah. made herself a, a star. What it is is they are insisting on being, being allowed to uh, 
meet up in groups wherever men can. <laughs> it wasn't all night anyway, you know. It's a you'd big think old white if you we were going to yeah. present an award, even though it won't be seen, you think I'll wear one of my nice bras, you know, it's with kind the, the Because you know what, Frank? Not a big, not a big white. You know what? My also my feeling, a big nursing bra. My feeling is I'll know. Yeah. You know, like today. Yeah, exactly. Today, makes... I've made an effort. I'm not going to say too much. Because but if I've made you've got an effort, nice underwear on, you right. feel good about yourself. Yesterday, I, I had like Peppa Pig <laughs> underpants on because it was... That's <laughs> absolutely true, because I, um, I, I'd reached the end of the line. And uh, I never felt fully confident in You're the You're out of Calvin Classics, were you? Yeah, except... Well, I, I'm not... They were on the, uh, they were on the cloud source. I didn't want to go downstairs with no pants on. Mm-hmm. So um, I thought, oh, I'll wear the Peppers. Mm. I don't like the mixture, I have to say. But yeah, she, she was wearing a bra that looked like she might have got it on prescription. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what you wear to a big night out like that. Anyway, it's a long time ago. We've forgiven her, obviously. I don't... Forgiven? <laughs> <laughs> I had therapy for two months. <laughs> anyway, the topless book club. I, what is I it about? Like it. It's, it's about reclaiming ladies that like to go bare-chested and read books, and they want to be able yeah. to do that... Where men a man. can go bare-chested. Well, there's a man in one of the pictures. He's got great legs. Um, that's not oh, the he's point. bottomless, is he? He's, no, he's, he's in the bottomless book club. To a degree, the book is secondary. It's about, I would say. Although, oh. I have to say, this is my idea oh. of absolute hell. Firstly, book clubs are a bit 90s, I find. I'm sorry, but they are. Oh, and right. secondly... No, but I don't... I'd happily join a book club. I don't agree, and I'm sorry to disappoint people, but I don't believe in topless sunbathing. I think, why give them a free look? Is what yeah. I say. Yeah. yeah, they have to. I mean, they, I charge. They got to <laughs> at least uh, <laughs> buy a meal. Sure. At least buy Greg's pasty. Keep the change. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think I, I, even as as a, as a sort of a, as a, a man who would might be walking by on the beach, I don't like you. Don't you? Why you can't, not? It's a no-win situation. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't. Cockrell's quite quiet, Frank. <laughs> I'm listening. I'm there, very there quiet. There was an incident. Well, I, maybe I'll tell you this. Uh, after this, but I, I, I've, I find myself in, a, in an awkward situation. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. We're talking about the Topless Book Club. Yeah, and yeah. I still haven't quite got to the root of what it's all about. So, oh yeah, my incident anyway. Okay, tell us about the incident. Now, I, I, this is not a, a well. I suppose it's a, it, it, there's a plug on the way, but it's not. <clears throat> it's not intentionally a plug. Mm. I, you know, I've been. T- I told you, I, I recorded this like Saturday night shiny floor all round family entertainment, all singing and dancing. You show. love your country. Yes, uh, it's called I Love My Country. It's being trailed at the moment. It actually had a very good review. I read the other day. Don't tell me about reviews. Okay. Anyway, um, I should be avoiding those. I'm, I'm actually <laughs> going to live under tarpaulin for two weeks till the, <laughs> till the dust settles. Um, Anyway, it's my, it's the first time I've done a real proper main, big mainstream series like that. Mm. Saturday night, you know what I mean. So um, there's a bit. I, I watched the uh, the first episode, and mm. and these ladies come on from the Notting Hill Carnival. Oh yeah, and uh, all in their glamorous outfits, you know. And there's a there's a bit where they cut to me, obviously looking. Oh, Either no. at, at the the legs of Wait, one of these. When you say glamorous outfits, are they in like Zumba outfits or just like what outfits? Like Zumba. Is that a payday loan company? 
Oh, Zom- I don't know what a zombie outfit like, is. Like, like yeah, you mind. carnival dancing on a yeah, float. Well, yeah, you know, what else they're going to be? But, uh, when you said they were There's in... only two people you ever see dancing at the Notting Hill Carnival. Women in elaborate sexy outfits and the police. And the police, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so and I, that. I yeah. had to dance with them a bit like a policeman, uh-huh. <coughs> trying to join in and saying I'm part of the crowd. Okay. Say, oh. Describe your expression then. Was it? Did you look a little bit lecherous? I really wish they hadn't put it in. It was a. It was a. I mean, oh. to my in my defence, it's it was a look that um, without it, humanity would cease to exist. Do you know? I've never felt more ill. No, but I felt of ill. Any television <laughs> moment I feel in I've my been, life. I think I've been betrayed. I think that really, if you sit in the edit, you think well, we won't put that in because the poor <laughs> chap's been caught. He's dropped his guard, <laughs> and a leer has fallen across his what? face. What's Cathy going to say when she when sees people, this? When, when they say, did you see Frank Skinner's Leah? When I imagine people <laughs> saying that. I, I was thinking it was going to be at the Royal Shakespeare Company. <laughs> Not on Saturday Night Light Entertainment. But I do, I lapse. <laughs> and I, can I apologise in advance? Well, and yeah. that's what I imagine the Topless Book Club would be like. Especially oh. if I was their bottomless member. Also, I, I don't think the two things are compatible. I think going topless is a bit bad, Sandy, in Greece. Uh-huh. And reading, good Sandy. <laughs> well, you said the earlier... The two won't mix. You said okay. earlier that they, um, they, they read the books, and it says in the article the ladies take the literature side very seriously, but there's a photograph of them, tops off, and they're all reading different books. Now, I'm not an expert on book groups. You've got to read the same But book. you're an all expert on topless sunbathing. Oh, exactly. Oh. No, it's, uh, I, I'm not happy with it. I'm sorry. What about sad books? What if they end up weeping all across their own <laughs> chest? That's not ideal. That's all right. That's all right. I, I don't have a problem with that. Um, yes. I don't know if I'd like that. I think we should continue this off air. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text us on 812.15, follow us on Twitter at Frank on the Radio, or you can take, um, email us through the Absolute website. I tried to do one of those things they do on the adverts when they got the end. All conditions on the way. Yeah, T's and C's. And you end up, I think you might have said Fink on the radio, which I quite like. Fink. Fink yeah. on the radio. Yeah, I like him. I've been called a Fink before now. Mm. Um, so yeah, the topmost book club that was that, and uh, I um, I prefer a conventional bookmark. <laughs> personally, <laughs> I just I think it's showing off, isn't it? If they're not reading the well, same d- book, it depends, doesn't it? <laughs> well, the people who like um, nudity are people who shouldn't be naked, usually. Oh, you're so right. Yeah. Like that naked bike ride. Do you know, I'll never get over that. Although I quite weirdos. Like- <laughs> I mean, why not? Why not other stuff? You know, why not stretch it out? Topless book club to some of them have stretched it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Topless cooking. I did a bit of topless cooking the other day. Dangerous. Don't fry. Did you? Don't fry. I oh, let my shirt off in the garden, and then I kind of came in and did a bit of. But don't fry. Sort of fat, no. Hot fat spits up. Oh, I can see you what with a cut-off jean short, Huckleberry Finn style. Yeah. Top, I, I topless da- darts. That I would be dated, a good idea as I well. I dated a naturist. Did you? Mm. Did How you? did that go? Um, it's all right. It took some of the novelty out of it, obviously. <laughs> one likes to feel one's getting a certain exclusivity. That's what I mean. I'm not going to date three in one fell swoop. I won't do yeah. it. I've done that. No, you're quite right. <laughs> Although I have read I have read by the light of a glow-in-the-dark prophylactic, but that's a different, <laughs> it's a different story. 
Don't try. <laughs> the Moths. <laughs> I love their music. Yeah, they are. They're, the, the second album was particularly good. So what else, guys? Well, what about this? Did you read about this uh, caretaker in Pittsburgh? Oh. I was going to say it like Pittsburgh PA. Yeah, no... He did something. This is an awkward subject. I think, you know, I need to tread carefully here. It involves the consumption of alcohol, Frank. Oh, I, yes. This, you know is, this? this is the whiskey keeper. Yeah. Keeper the of whiskey the whiskey keeper, yeah. He yeah. was tasked with guarding $100,000 worth of vintage whiskey, and it turned out he drunk it all in a year. 50 but I like so he basically had a bottle a week. That's, yeah. not, that's not that bad, really. Yeah, but there must have been that point where we won. He's got he's got fifty two <laughs> bottles. So wait, one he has a bottle and he thinks, oh no, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have done that, really. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, let's stop it there. I can say it was knocked over, and then the next week, well, so it's it's not like he's gone mad. No, no, no one's suggesting he no. drank fifty two in a night. I reckon what happened is he couldn't get through a whole bottle, so he'd drink about three quarters. <laughs> Which is reasonable, uh-huh. and then he'd go back the next week and think, "Well, I can't leave that bottle like that." He'd have the quarter; it'd be just enough to rattle his willpower, <laughs> so he starts another one. <laughs> like, it's like a domino effect. Would you say a bottle a week of whiskey, though? Is that? I mean, is that was that a slow week for you? Back well, in the I day? didn't. I only drank whiskey when it was free, so I can see his temptation. Um, no, I, I would be very surprised if he's only drinking that free whiskey. I'd okay. say he's a man who... Uh, <laughs> no, you're right. He's supplement. The, um, it's a supplement. The owner of the house that uh, is has got him on trial, she's also uh, wants him tried for um, the theft of 200 bottles of Coca-Cola as well. So <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, it's whiskey and, and ice. A lot of ice has got missus. A lot of ice off her. <laughs> No, well, he, he said, didn't he, that it had evaporated. He said, I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it's it evaporated. up there with my favourite ever excuses. Uh, <laughs> I didn't drink it all. It must have evaporated, and it probably wasn't that good anyway, because it was that old. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if we've said it's from the Prohibition era. Was it? <laughs> yeah. It, somebody had stashed it in, in the building, and then the building's been sort of made up, and, and someone's doing well, some so renovating. and it was and yeah. Well, if it was booty, he's entitled to drink mm. it. I'm not sure if that's how the law will see it, but yeah. Well, I'd say that's uh, <laughs> a booty call. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's the earlier say. story. <laughs> yeah, I think I think uh, I've changed my mind. That man's innocent, and I will fight for him. <laughs> I'm all right. I'm just going to pen a protest song. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So we're talking about the whiskey man. It yeah. turned out the whiskey. He said it, it evaporated. It wasn't me. He said. I like the use of the word evaporated, as if it was milk. <laughs> <laughs> it must. It does evaporate now. Whiskey in corked bottles when it's been there for hundreds of years. Yeah, yeah but when probably. Frank starts defending someone, he won't get off that horse. That's yeah, it. It's like this with Kim Jong Un. <laughs> Kim, yeah, just Kim Jong Un. Oh yeah, you people just you can make just make a noise for the surname. <laughs> Have some respect. <laughs> what about that Birmingham man? Oh, yeah. Can we discuss the Birmingham man? <laughs> uh, do you mean the bloke from the Dudley bloke? Yeah. The chap that was I wasn't talking about you in a very rude <laughs> fashion, by the way. No. What about that Birmingham man who did well, all that for himself? Di- let's discuss it tentatively. OK. Uh, the yes. The chap was uh, stopped by the police. Um, he was. In an area where ladies of the night frequent. Yeah. And one of them was in his passenger seat while he was getting money out of the cash machine. £20. And, and he said that he was buying tomatoes. 20 
Yeah. yeah. 20, 20 pounds. She was in there to show him where to buy tomatoes. It's obvious. That's it's good. Is that, is that <laughs> the question? I love it. Sadly, it seems so. He has been convicted. Oh, really? He was charged, yeah. He's been fined. Yeah, but I think uh, there's a quote that I really like. That was, uh, a spokesman for the West Midlands Police said, they told the story and they said, luckily our officers saw through his lies. <laughs> <laughs> well, well done, the officers. But I wouldn't even call them lies. It's such a ridiculous... Like, his lies, like he, he, he put together this very careful, elaborate web of deceit. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I was. Uh, what, uh, she just showed me where to get some um, tomatoes. Do you think that's what happened? I think he panicked his way to tomatoes. I think he was like, "Oh yeah, I was just out doing a food shop. I want melons, plums, <laughs> little fried eggs, sausage. No tomatoes. That is safe. That is definitely safe." Yeah. <laughs> what if he's telling the truth and we're sitting there and his man has been <laughs> who, who um, once again another victim of injustice? Pounds. Twenty pounds. Oh. Come on. They could make a film about it, like. Um, that Daniel Day-Lewis and Pete Postlethwaite one. The Miscarriage of Justice one. Oh, I don't know. What oh, I can't remember what it's called. Now. It. Oh, my left foot, one of those. <laughs> That's the one. My left foot. No, not that one. Oh. One of my favourite excuses... I, I, I interviewed some, uh, some West Brom players the other night uh-huh. um, at an event at Birmingham Town Hall. Players from the late 70s, did early you? 80s. Yeah. Oh, how did that go? Uh, oh, I, I had a great time. Uh, and oh, well, th- that's what counts. Yeah. And one of the players, uh, very, he's called Willie Johnston, and famously, he uh, in a League Cup game, he kicked the referee up the bottom mm. uh, quite hard and was sent off. Mm. And his excuse was, he said, I didn't mean to kick him up the bottom, but he turned round at the last minute. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. That is a good excuse. I once went to, uh, to see uh, All In Wrestling at uh, the... At um, Smelly Baths, Thimble Mill Baths in Smelly. You in Smelly. Grappling, didn't you, back in the day? And uh, I remember yeah. the MC. We we were expecting Klondike Jake. There was there was, oh, there yeah. was the, the Klondike brothers were quite <laughs> famous. Like there was sort of the early prototype for Giant Haystacks. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and I was uh, a huge fan of his. He said um, Klondike Jake can't be here tonight because he's in Glasgow. <laughs> oh, <laughs> which I didn't think really constituted <laughs> an excuse. Mm. I mean, I know geographically he was correct that you can't be in two places at once, but mm. he so promised. <laughs> I do, though. He was on the posters. Oh, right, yeah. Anyway. It's difficult when you um, when you have a problem that sounds like an excuse. Like, I've had phone problems recently, and when mm. people say, oh, I've been trying to get hold of you about that bit of work, and you're like, yeah, yeah, I've got... I've got email and phone problems. Yeah, and yeah, no it one believes sounds that. Like no one, no one believes email that. problems, do they? Email problems just sound... No. Every, everyone gets every phone call. Daisy Producer did that to me once. <laughs> they do. It was. It was they a do. saga that went on for months. <laughs> if anyone says that to me, oh, yeah, I've had real problems with the text just lately, I think, it's OK, just say I didn't want to answer it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are some excuses that you just can't... I mean, if I am ill... Yeah. If I'm properly ill and I'm not doing something because I'm ill and I speak to someone involved, I make myself sound more ill. Mm. Oh, you put on even we all do the croaky voice. Even though I'm ill. Why yeah. am I having to prove? Why do I feel I have to lie ill Yeah. if I'm ill? That's this week's texting. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't had a texting this week. No. I sometimes think we're not interactive enough. Now, but what, what worst about... excuse you've ever heard? Yeah, yeah. That, that's the sort, that sort of thing. Okay. Unfortunately, obviously, we don't have a context to ask that. Okay, what's the worst excuse you've ever heard? 
There you see, that was one so bad, was it? Okay, yeah. Let's see how it goes. Oh. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. We were asking if we had any uh, listenership in Da Nang earlier on. Um, did, did we ask that? Well, kind of a jump-top query, isn't it? <laughs> it wasn't that specific. I think we said, okay. how far away do people listen? Or something along those yeah, lines. I was intrigued doing by... your own show? I was intrigued nothing of the sort. by the Vietnamese demographic. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited that people listen to us in Vietnam because mm. it seems like... Well, uh, we've had an email from Yvonne. A different country in many ways. And the, the indications look good because the email is titled Da Nang. Um, da Nang. Oh, <laughs> I know, I prefer... Oh, Da Nang. Um, we too are sitting in Da Nang listening to your broadcast. We're Dang. on our honeymoon. <laughs> We were very surprised to hear your recent call-out referencing the couple who will be judging the sandcastle competition here in Da Nang, Vietnam. Small world. It is. It's nice, isn't it? But why don't um, you go tomorrow yeah, Yvonne. to that, and then you get to go over to the couple. Who judges it? What, what Paul, Paul Da Nang judges it. Min. <laughs> Min and... Uh, Oh, yeah, Min. We'll go over and say Min and Mike. Like, Mike yeah. and Min. That'd be nice, <laughs> wouldn't it? That's you, what they're called, Mike and Min. You might make a... Uh, Mike and Mindy. Hmm, <laughs> dopey me. <laughs> yeah, go, that's how that's how friendships are formed. Is it? There's many a friendship formed over a sandcastle. Oh, there was in my childhood. Mm. On the, twice we went to Barry Island. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is, is it time for a little email, Frank? I'm happy maybe? to go to email corner. I'll okay. see what we got. Uh, um, uh, email corner. <laughs> All right, we've arrived now. Okay, you were talking. You have to do that because it's very foggy on the uh, in the, around the interior. You have mm -hmm. to warn people. You did a gig in Birmingham this week. I, I say did. a gig. It was there was a, something of a corporate element to it. But it says, my fiancé and I, we got engaged two weeks ago, thoroughly enjoyed your three degrees cooler, an evening with the legends of West Bromwich Albion in mm. Birmingham on Wednesday. It was brilliant. We unfortunately had to rush off at the end to catch the last train home, leaving my fiancé's colleague at the town hall. Once home, we went on Facebook to find that the colleague had been invited backstage to meet you and have a photo with you. My fiancé was beyond distraught. As I'm sure he won't mind me saying this, you're his hero. He's come to a number of your shows... I even made him a Frank Skinner mug for Christmas this year with pictures of you doing your pants dance for Britney Spears. Lovely. I hope we got clearance for that picture. I was hoping you could give him a <laughs> shout-out on Saturday. He always listens to your show. His name is Michael Eaglesfield, and it would literally make his year and make up for missing out the opportunity of meeting you. That's from Antonia Rossiter. Antonia Rossiter, my God! Nothing Okay, Michael Eaglesfield. Well, they must shout be living out. in sin, then. You're going to give him a shout-out? I will. Is, what about is a big shout-out for Michael Eaglesfields <laughs> in the house? Yeah. Let me hear you say, yeah. Shout-outs. <laughs> it's like Steve Wright in the afternoon on BBC One when I was at school. They used to do shout-outs. I, right? I don't really do shout-outs. Well, but no, I did you like just the, did. <laughs> the 17th century French writer who described London as one long shout. <laughs> Excellent. Yes, it was a fabulous night, I must say. Um, if you like in-jokes, I mean, I did 15 minutes at the top and it was oh, yeah. the most hardcore West Brom reference. Yeah. It's, honestly, the, really? the, 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 uh, the guy, like the sort of stage manager, who's from um, Devon, said to me, can I just say, um, 
Well done, but I didn't get one of those jokes. <clears throat> oh, really? They had punchlines like, uh, think of the money that would have saved Liam Ridgewell. <laughs> um, so I'm not going to repeat any here. But it was there was some, there was some fabulous stuff. For example, um, we interviewed, uh, I interviewed Cyril Regis. Have you ever, you've heard of oh, him yes. at least? Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Me and him got um, the freedom of Sanwell together, the same ceremony. How Me, him and Julie Walters. <laughs> He's a big lad, isn't he? He's muscular. Mm-hmm. And um, he uh, he was telling us that we used to live in Harleston in uh, in North London. And uh, he was he got a phone call from a mate saying, um, come round our house. Um, my sister has, um, has met Muhammad Ali in a club and he's coming back. <laughs> he's coming back to our house in Harleston. <laughs> <laughs> so all these blokes lined up, you know, with uh, to get his autograph. So he's... Muhammad Ali has met this young woman in a club. I think we can safely say there's only one reason he's gone back to a house <laughs> in Halston. And when he gets he wasn't there, buying tomatoes. No. And when, there's a load of, when he gets there, there's loads of young men with autograph books <laughs> waiting for him. The horror. The, the, the horror. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Talking about excuses this morning on Absolute Radio. Uh, we've had one in. He doesn't have... I'm not quite sure what his name is. It seems to be Operations. I don't okay. think that can be a name. Anyway, he says, Worst excuse I ever heard. A boy I went to school with came up with a great excuse for not doing his homework. He said he got a bee trapped in his pencil case so he couldn't open it in case he got stung. <laughs> <laughs> so, so much more thoughtful than my dog ate it. That's, that I like is that. excellent. And it could be true. Yeah. Well, we've heard from Dean in East Finchley, who also has a, a good... Worst excuse I ever heard was a frequently late worker was asked by his bosses in Sellerfield why he didn't turn in on the Monday morning. His excuse was that on the Sunday his children had been playing football in the front garden and had smashed one of the window panes in the front door. To prevent a draft, he blocked the hole with a jumper. He said the following morning when his workmates came to pick him up, instead of knocking on the door, they must have knocked on the jumper and he didn't hear them. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was sacked. <laughs> Finishes really? Dean in East Pinchley. Yeah. yeah. So so I like the idea that they would have knocked on the jumper, yeah. but it hadn't occur- wouldn't occur to them from the spongy muteness of their <laughs> knocking that it wasn't all right indoors. It's perfect. What about Jill? Says hi, Frank. I think people exaggerate when they're really ill because they've lied about it previously, and it's kind of a residual guilt. Oh yeah. What do you think? What do you say to that? Well, I've never. I actually I don't lie about being ill because I always think if I lie about being ill I'll get ill as some terrible um, divine punishment. I only did it once when I was at the Gap working as a greeter, and I said oh, I had appendicitis. I wonder if this is when I was uh, managing. <laughs> I said I had appendicitis because I had my university interview. Is this you now? You're reading yeah, no, this, this is out. Me. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is me. Sorry. You, you go back to your the, Emily Dean. Voice I worked at the Gap um, in Oxford Street as a greeter. I went hi and welcome to Gap. Oh, Hi, lovely. welcome to Gap. Um, I carried on in that vein. It'd have to be an injured larynx to stop you doing that job. You well, I had my that. university interview, and I was too scared to say, "Look, actually, I've been lying, and this wasn't, you know, this wasn't a career job. It was only a summer job." Oh. So I said, um, <laughs> "It was terrible." So I just didn't go in. Job? And my mum said, "You're going to have to say you're ill." So I said, "I had appendicitis," right, and they sent say. cards, they sent flowers. I went back into oh, work. Oh, that's worse. Frank, it was awful. I said, "Oh, it really hurts. It's okay now." 
She said, your appendix isn't on that side. Oh, no. I swear she said that. But you should have said, isn't it so hard to detect localised pain when you're in agony? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, that's... I feel sorry for the people who sent flowers from Gap. I, <laughs> now that you've done well for yourself, couldn't you send them a little refund? I don't know where Wayne or Prince are. I'll try and find them. Oh, what, what, you were managed by two Alsatians? <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Uh, can I tell you, I haven't talked at all this week what? about yep. an excursion... Well, I wouldn't go so far <laughs> as to say that. An excursion I had midweek oh. with Bob from the show and Daisy from the show. This, now, this is like when you find out, don't, don't you think, Hal, when you find out that your <laughs> friends have been somewhere without you that you weren't even asked about. I do feel a bit like that. We went off, didn't we? What did we miss? Oh, we Last had time a it was the Rolling evening. Stones. What was it this time? This time, well, we're something of an unusual triumvirate, but I think it's working. I think it's going well. I think this might be our second uh, evening out. Uh, we went to see Russell Kane. Oh, I'm, yes, okay. I'm working with him soon. I'm yes, in Edinburgh. So yes, um, I should say because you probably won't that Emily is co-hosting a kind of a comedy chat show. Correct. Which I said, what's it on, Bob? It's, it's on. Go on, I'll translate for you. Don't worry about the fact you're not amplified. You don't even ever look at that microphone longingly again or you're fired. <laughs> Did you hear that? Yes, yeah, on the Yahoo yeah. website. Yahoo have decided they're going to start making comedy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I would give a big whoop of delight. But I think it might be promoting them in some way. Absolute, absolute, absolute. radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So, I'm in a theatre in Islington with Bob from the show and Daisy from the show and me from the show. Mm. It's very hot. It's a bit of a Turkish bath situation. Russell's opened the window. You're telling me you took Daisy and Bob to a Turkish bath. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a bit of an eye opener. Um, Russell's opened the windows. It's so hot. He said, "I don't care about the noise from the bars downstairs. It's too hot." It was, it was considerate of him. These people all filing in. These people come and said it was the day that the royal baby news was announced. Must have, I think the news must have been announced about five or something. That's when I heard. Really? So these people no, come. Oh, no, I think it was about eight, wasn't it? No, it was about an hour and a half. No, no, it no. was definitely. It had happened. It happened at four forty-five, didn't it, or four forty-one? Yeah, I know a lot about it. I think the news was released about an hour later. Let's say I've so, got a royal baby app on my phone, and it still hasn't told me. That Th that's not my problem. I've got royal baby crap on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I left it there to try and pick up some private conversation. Um, anyway, so I'm will sure, you, I, I listen. Think it was eight o'clock. You'll probably sympathise. Text, text in, but only if I'm right. He, you'll probably sympathise with these people. The people in front of us, very Islington. The men had those tartan shorts. The women had what I call socially responsible clothing. That's uh, what they were wearing. Okay. And they start talking. One of the guys, and I hated this man. I didn't like him. I, you know when you take against someone, I just didn't oh, yeah. like him. I know when you take against yes, someone. <laughs> and I really did. He suddenly said, well, have you heard about the royal baby then? It's got a name. I must have been the name announcement, so it was oh, a name announcement. Right. So, oh. So. Changes everything. It does change everything. Hold that text. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too late, we've had the 50 piece. Oh, well. He said, it's got a name. And the socially responsible clothing women went, oh, what is it? And he was acting, it was like he was Walter Cronkite announcing JFK's death. He was so self-important. He went, oh yeah, I know what it is. It's George Alexander Louis. 
and they went really and i hated the whole thing i hated i hated him i didn't like Why the women people say really in that context yeah is he gonna say no it isn't <laughs> I didn't like it. And also, I didn't like that the Islington women were a bit, oh, I don't know anything about royalty in yes. that way. That See, that, that's, that's a bit, I've, I've, I don't own a suit. Exactly. <laughs> it was like, oh, I haven't bothered keeping up with the news. Yeah, because, you know, that's the sort of news that common people are interested in. That's the suggestion. I got a bit angry. I said, oh, God, these people. Did I you? Said, yeah. And How they loud? Had, pretty loud, wasn't it, Daisy? Did you? And then, and then I said, haven't you got smartphones? Very loudly. I know. I got angry. But then, Fang, it got even more orcs because Russell was talking to the audience. Hmm. He said at one point, has anyone ever dated someone from the North? And I think he thought Bob said something. He said, what did you say, mate? Bob's industry. It's difficult for him. And Bob said, nothing, mate. I didn't say anything. Bob's arts and crafts. He (laughs) he shouldn't be asked. Could have been worse, Bob. He could have asked you about your personal hygiene. (laughs) But Bob went... Yes, you don't know. Bob doesn't... (laughs) Bob basically doesn't. I think once a fortnight, Bob's partner gives him a rub down with, uh, with some dettol and a J-cloth. Bob stands in the sink at their place. Thank God he didn't ask you about that. Oh, what did you do, Bob? Did you, did you answer? As Bob if you cited were... the shaggy defence. He said it wasn't me. And as a comic, that, I suppose that's not helpful, is it? No, Someone says I that. I hated Bob. I bet he thought Bob's brought me down now. <laughs> I mean, he didn't think Bob, obviously, he didn't know who you were, but, um, oh, God, that there'll be payback on that, trust me. So when that happens at gigs with you two, then, not suggesting that you do a strange chuckle while the show together... No. But no. how does that... Is that difficult, though, when someone... Just this. <laughs> <laughs> but we keep our live work very strictly apart, don't we? Oh. We perform Have in you... the same city within a month of each other. I don't know, I've performed on shows when you've hosted. Oh, yeah. Have you? And vice versa, in fact. Oh, yes. Oh. So that was that was a tissue of lies. Yeah, bless you. Memory lane. Okay, so my question is, um, <laughs> I know, but I'm interested by the nature of heckling. What's uh-huh. the worst kind of heckle then? But that was see, that's not really. That's not a heckle. You're right. No, What's the worst audience response? I think sometimes audience uh, people don't. They answer as if you're having a conversation in the public. The worst one that sticks in my mind, this is a pretty horrible story, <laughs> but I'm doing a gig in Manchester. It's a big gig, it was stormy. I said to this bloke, I started talking about kids. I said, have you got kids, mate? He said, not alive, no. <gasps> wow. And that, that's quite oh, a difficult moment awful. in a comedy yeah. thing. Now, I'm sure he was telling the truth, but mm. why didn't he just say no? Yeah. yeah. Or yes. I said, I'm glad he didn't say yes, because it would have been awkward. But um, yeah. Or he could have done a mock faint. <laughs> or, or, he could have, or he could have said it wasn't me, the Bob, uh, the Bob approach. The Bob defence. Yeah. I, uh, I was once told by a man in Glasgow on the front row that he'd had um, two triple heart bypass operations in the previous four months, and I said, they're like buses, aren't they? You wait all your life and then two come along at once. And he went, oh, levity's a wonderful thing, isn't it? And I was like... You're in a comedy club, you're here for levity. Levity pays my mortgage, mate. I think it's a bit of a weird one to, mm. you know, talk about. Those are the worst ones, when it. someone says something tragic in, in the middle of a... OK. Yeah. You didn't say anything tragic, Bob, that's good. Well, I don't know. I think <laughs> it wasn't me, it's fairly tragic. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and Russell just left it at that, he didn't, he didn't yeah, he, pursue. He let you off. He, he found the person who it was. Oh, right, mm. nice. I'm impressed that he's even talking to the audience now, because I think he's... <coughs> I mean, I 
I don't think I have a big ego, but I'm speaking, I'm speaking to the audience even less than than I than I used to, partly because I'll ask somebody a question, and as they're answering, I'll realise, oh, I don't really care about this. I'm more interested in whether my new jokes work or not. <laughs> so I just sort of fade out and think, why don't I just tell you the stuff that I've come here to tell you, and then we'll go home. You can see why we don't have the text in. <laughs> Cocker says, "Who cares what they think?" <laughs> well, well, I can only, only apologise to that readers <laughs> for the cockerel's um, dismissive attitude. I'm speaking strictly about my stand-up there. Yeah, I find people saying, you know, people can take you to some fabulous places. Yeah, I'm going to mm. bring it back. I'm going to talk more on my next tour. People Tickets can take will be you to some fabulous places. In my experience, Premier League football is the best. <laughs> <laughs> Um, David Baddiel tells a story about when I was at the comedy store and a man shouted out, I remember, um, oh, yeah, I I've was with you story. at medical school. <laughs> it's a very bizarre thing. And I said, oh, yeah, I remember you, you were the one in the jar. <laughs> <laughs> and David Baddiel still uh, quotes that as the moment he fell in love with me. <laughs> That's about it, I think. Um, if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, uh, we'll be back again this time next week. Um, no, get out. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute.